recording in progress. Don't you love her little voice? She's just like, it sounds like you're listening to, like you've, you've dialed up some international telephone thing and blah, 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 blah. You have four messages <laughs> recording in progress. We shall connect you. We are connected across the pond. Yes. Technology is uh, our assistant today rather than our bugbear. Yeah, yeah. I would hate to be in a pandemic without this technology. Oh, Hey, how different would that be? Strange. So I was earlier talking to a gentleman who, his name's Andy, work, work, working from anywhere. WFA.life is his website. Nice. It's great that it's not .com anymore. But we were talking about meeting in 2012 in Bali, and he was talking me through this idea of working from anywhere and how and what he was trying to do. And when we talked today, we were trying to imagine back to all of the stuff that we have now that we take for granted. Yeah. That we didn't have back then in terms of the technology that can facilitate his, his, what, you know, what he teaches in terms of allowing people not to be tied down to where they're working, which is kind of, it's, it's topical right now because people are working at home, Mm. but it's still the same thing. If you can work at home, you can work from anywhere. Yeah, I mean, what a freedom! What a what a different lifestyle can be created now. Absolutely, right. And this works really well. It's superior to the old Skype kind of setup and things like that that used to just drop out and you'd be chasing your tail and trying to work out how to do things. But yeah, I couldn't imagine how much more isolated people would feel right now without yeah. this kind of ability. Even like my parents are in country Victoria, just on the coast. And we get, uh, what have we got? Telegram or something like that, where we do video calls, one, one of those messenger services. And even my nan, who's mid eighties, we try and get her involved in it as well. It doesn't always work. Sometimes we use Zoom, but she doesn't have the Zoom app. So that doesn't work, but we get most people onto a call so the family can connect. Yeah. Even imagine being, not having Facebook and during a lockdown yeah you know just even the simple ones you know we take it for granted like you say so many of them we really do i mean i can't even i can remember being a kid without facebook and (laughs) and and i do my best to only be on it to connect with people that i want to connect with i don't i don't really go through the feed I i do i love facebook and i i i have a saying my facebook feed feeds me Oh, right. Okay. So like I, I follow what I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so much activity that uh, another friend of mine calls it pull technology rather than push technology. So TV was the old push technology. You had to sit yeah. down at a certain time and then the, the feed would get pushed towards you. Yeah. Whereas now we can pull whatever it is that we want, which is obviously unlimited in this, in this era. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I love it for connection, um, definitely keeping up with family, and um, but definitely following the things I'm interested in, like men's work and. Definitely, the groups are great. I love the groups. Mm. I don't like the the feed so much anymore because it's just so much is punched out by the algorithm because I've clicked on something, so it thinks I'm ultimately only interested in that, and therefore I need to say see forty two. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. I just. If I start waving, just forgive me because I'm in Queensland and it's just started to get warm again and the little fruit flies are starting to come back. Oh, yeah. So, of course, yeah. when I'm on video, they're all buzzing around my head. 
yeah, small price to pay for the. Uh, for I'm the, not complaining. It just looks ridiculous because you can't see anything, and there's this guy yeah. just <laughs> hallucinating, right. hallucinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him away. Get him away. <laughs> no. but the groups are great, and um, I can remember before Facebook, you used to have to go and find forums. Yes, right. And they were their own little individual website off somewhere, and you'd be small business owners. As, or something or, you know, like, but it was always really much like the gamers platforms now. Right. Be stuff everywhere, but that could get out of hand just as much as Facebook can get out of hand as well. Well, that's right. Yeah. I've got four sons. So I'm pretty used to that sort of stuff. How old are they? Uh, 24, 14, 13 and 10. Gee, that's the full range, isn't it? You've got, yeah. you've got, you've got adult teen and preteen all happening at once. Oh man. I'm so lucky. I'm like the luckiest man around, I reckon. Yeah. That's amazing. That's just, that's like, that's the full experience right there, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. Although yeah. I've got, I've got two. I've got a, a boy and a girl, 13 and 10. She's 11 shortly. She's nice. 10, go, 10 going on 14. God love her. Yeah. Sharp as a whip. Just unreal. But, and that's an experience having a boy who's just turned teen and a young, a young girl who's, wise beyond her years and just watching the, the the way they navigate the world and you trying to step back and not force anything and put your agenda on them and all of that kind of stuff and like how do i help without being the overbearing dad the eternal question yeah that's a great question for me i um i want to learn from them They're the best my job keep, they? yeah they're the best teachers exactly so like yeah they're in the moment and the more i'm in the moment the more i can um learn from them i am their protector of course so i can't let them run across the road you know willy-nilly go and play in traffic it'll be fine yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no you can't go and play in traffic what are you yeah. thinking there are but, some parameters yeah that's right there are some parameters but for the rest of it um it's really an experiment for me in letting go. Just how much oh. can I let go? How, how long, you know, what can I learn? How, how long can I leave it? What's the glide time? Like, how does that look? Mm -hmm. And they never cease to uh, impress me with it's, how they roll with that. It's just, yeah, it is amazing to witness. Mm. And I think you're absolutely, what I have noticed is they point out my edges. Yeah. Like, where where something's sharp for me, that's not about them. They're just very good at knowing where those points are before I'm aware of them, and and they're interested, they're curious, so they they needle them <laughs> until I work out that there is something for me to learn here. Mm, mm. What is that thing that there is for me to learn here? Normally, mm. patience. Well, that, yeah, that's <laughs> kind right of at the top of the list, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Patience, uh, yeah unconditional understanding mm, i like that you're just like okay you're going through some stuff and you don't understand it so i can't possibly understand it and for me to say that i do understand it is devaluing what your experience is in this moment mm, well put like bang i'm going to sit down and just see what unfolds here and and it's for me and this might be true of other dads i have no idea i have to it, it's learning to bite my tongue hmm I don't have to save you before something happens. Yeah, very it's not, good. It's not all kids running out in traffic, right? You know, clearly you don't let them work that one out for themselves. Oi, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll be right. No, no, that's <laughs> yeah. There's a point. But some of the other stuff, like I've yeah, lately I've just like okay, if you think you know the answer, let's find out. Hmm. And that's yeah. not that's not me being like. Let's let's see how you fuck this one up. It's like genuine. Yeah. Let's see what and, unless I've actually lost the plot and forgotten what my values are just in a moment. <laughs> Dad needs a timeout. Yeah. So do you Absolutely. live do you live with your four sons? Are they all about the place? All with you. Oh no, my 24-year-old um moved out a year ago and moved in with his girlfriend. So he just comes and... over when he needs dad to do the washing or yeah, yeah. <laughs> not 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 that bad actually. Um and his mum actually lives in Aussie, so he is uh, just here. Uh but he just after he moved out, about three months after he moved out, I was too busy. He's probably been moved out a year and a half now then because he's Flies been working. Yeah, he started working with my in my company. Oh, okay. So, so blessed. Amazing. Wow. That's like the that's the score of the century for is me. Is it really? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, oh. because he's he's um I've got a small recruitment company. Perfect. Uh, right. And he's he's just a chip off the old block. He's really good at it. He loves people. He's yeah. It's amazing actually. I never had, I didn't I then got another lady who works for me. She it was she was tasked with training him because you don't train your children right they don't listen they're not listening to dad they're not listening to dad yeah and um but i remember him sending an email uh forwarding me an email and saying i'm gonna send this what do you think and i looked at it and i was like damn that's that's bloody good i can't can't do anything with that do i tell him what do i do do i tell him he's brilliant yeah yeah so that's been good that's important i think isn't it like just to so yeah you've done a good job there mate well done well played yeah, absolutely yeah i've i've been um and i know we'll probably jump into this because you've been involved in men's work for a while and so have i that a lot of what comes up is how we have learnt these things from our dads and whether we decide to perpetuate that as dads with our sons and daughters and I think because you know, I, I was born in the 70s, so I call it 80s parenting, <laughs> where it's not quite as rough as 60s parenting maybe, but there's still a little bit of that. <laughs> you don't need my attention all the time. Stop asking me for attention. And and uh, I, I think that they're, most of the men I've talked to is there's still that thing of I want to make my dad proud for most for most boys, right? I don't know. I can't speak for girls because I'm not one. Yeah. But a lot of the men I talk to, yeah, it's just, there's that little thing. So I always make sure that I let my my boy know and my daughter as well, but that I'm really proud of him and I love him. And you just do you just do you, yeah, right. We'll work, we'll work the rest out later. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you're sort of hitting off that bus. You know, you're hitting that off at the at the beginning. That neediness <laughs> that might occur later on. Hopefully, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, I do that too. It's fantastic. It's one, it's well, it feels like such an easy thing to do, right? Well, for us, well, it's simple. I don't know if it's easy, right? It's simple, like the idea, the concept behind it, but then the actual action that's required sometimes is like you just like it's, but when how hard is it to say like three words? It's not hard, yeah, yeah. But I remember the first time I said it to my 10 year old, and he said, I said, I'm really proud of you, and he said, Why? Yes, I was like, Oh, shit. I haven't pre planned anything for that. 
yeah, don't have a particular answer. It's a general <laughs> statement of fact. Yeah, yeah. But I did. I was like, you know, I said, oh, like you're you're funny. You know, I'm, I'm you've got so many great friends. You're doing working really hard at school. So I was able to rattle them off. Of course. But I, and now, yeah. now when I say it to any of my boys, I uh, do give them a reason. You know, yes. and I find that's really powerful as well. Definitely. I made. My, my son was going through a little bit of a rough patch about a year ago. So I made him a little video called Will is Awesome. <laughs> and I just had all these little bullet points and shiny things and photos of him and all the stuff, you know, like this is what your dad loves about you. And because and, and, he, he likes all the, the whiz bang device stuff. But, uh, you know, I didn't have that as a kid. So I'm like, well, I'm going to connect with him through this little medium. Mm. And I found it the other day on my computer. So I sent it back. Remember this, mate? Yeah, dad, thanks. Good. Still there. You still know. Brilliant. Yeah, so that yeah. was, that was great. I was like, just little things like that, finding those little things. Yeah. How does, how does he want to be communicated with? What's he going to pick up? That's right. That was great. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Sometimes I find myself just um, sitting and watching him play Fortnite or something, you know, because that's his world. Mm. And, you know, and he, he's, ta he's talking me through it. Yep. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, Will's into uh, Pixel Gun at the moment. This little game called Pixel Gun. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, I, I look. My boys all know it. Yeah, it's like it's Fortnite-esque in so far as it's run around and start shooting people and, and that, but it's not as involved. And the engine looks very similar to Minecraft. It's that clunky pixelated. Yeah. So it's a bit more quirky. Uh, less, uh, I mean, Fortnite's not real world, but it's not rendered the same as Fortnite's closer no. to a real world rendering. Yeah. But it's some interesting stuff in and around. So my, my kids go to a Steiner school here and they're very, uh, anti is the wrong word, but they're not pro devices and video games and things like that because the philosophy says otherwise. And yet there's some really interesting research talking about collaboration and teamwork in computer games and learning how to problem solve and that just because you play a violent game doesn't mean you become a violent person. No, that's right. So it's, it's kind of interesting writing that little uh i don't even know it's like a balance point <clears throat> where the school says one thing and clearly the boys and girls at that age they want to be doing a whole lot of video gaming and things like that so the parents are like okay well a little bit what's too what's too much mine get too much yeah i'm gonna I'm just gonna put it out there you know i don't even know what too much is yeah they just you know but i make sure i run them occasionally and they play sport Chase them with a stick so they get Chase them. exercise. Yeah. Get outside. Get go throw a ball around to someone. <laughs> That's right. We've got a basketball hoop. They they play basketball and stuff like that. So it's all balance, isn't it? Basketball was huge when I was a kid. I remember high school all the way through the nineties. That was you know, like the NBA NBA was massive in Australia at that point. I think because it was free to air, so everyone watched it and you had all your superstars playing. So everyone and like, and it's so easy to play at school if you've got a basketball ring. You just need a basketball. No yeah. one gets no one gets clobbered like playing footy or rugby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it's like in NZ, but I I could just imagine that you you don't want rugby at at lunchtime. Boom, come in. Yeah, yeah, muddy clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah all of that. Yeah, so I grew up in Victoria, so it was all Australian rules footy down there. But you just get to the yeah. point where you're like, this is too much hard work. Let's just play half court basketball. Yeah, so good. Until cricket season starts, and then we can all just stand around for a while at lunchtime. Pretend we're doing on. exercise. No, yeah. sunscreen in summer. <laughs> Not in the nineties. No, eighties were worse. We did. 
sunscreen where would you get sunscreen yeah 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 crazy 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 and new zealand's doing really well in the cricket at the moment it's just amazing yep much, much to the chagrin of all the aussies who are paying attention to the cricket it's not easy I haven't been paying attention. It's all just got a little bit weird with lockdowns and not knowing where people are and if the games are going to start and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Did you get? No, did, you watch, did you watch any of the Olympics? Yes. Yeah, some of it, yeah. It's a weird yeah. experience. Yeah, it'd be weird for them. I reckon. Uh, yeah, being the um, competitors with no one in the stands, right? And, yeah, getting, getting your national flag and having doing a victory lap and no one to cheer for you except yeah. other athletes and the coaches in the stand who were doing a bloody good job cheering yeah i think they played music too didn't they and the, i mean played people sounds yeah. in, the, in the stand yeah 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 really <laughs> tough but it, it all seemed to go really successfully despite the amazed. challenges yeah i mean yeah. japanese efficiency i guess that, yeah, that everything true. was just boom 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 I watched yeah. I watched a replay of the men's 100, 100 meter final, and one of one of the athletes false started, and it's like one and done, you're out. So he gets oh, to wow. the gets to the Olympics. What are there eight in the? I think it's eight men, and boom, and he's like, "Well, I know I'm out." And they just these two little Japanese guys just gently usher him off, never to be seen again. There you go into the stand. Thank you for coming. Yeah. It was all just so polite and easy, and I was just like, <laughs> so different. There's so few people around, even yeah. in the arena, let alone in the stand. Uh, one one thing I noticed: I, I watched the rugby last night here, the NRL. Sorry, Thursday night, which was in New South Wales, somewhere with no crowd, and they still have crowd noises in the background. So somewhere on one of the channels that are doing the telecast has decided that it just sounds too weird for it to be quiet and all you can hear is the commentators so they've i don't know where they've got it from but someone is operating a cheering soundtrack because it gets louder when they score a try or there's a big tackle or something so i don't know there's like a dj out the back yeah, DJ crowd sounds who thought that'd be a profession one day so all these things that all of a sudden are possible now what do you, yeah. what's your job well when when there's no stand in sport, I'm the guy that mixes it to make it sound like there are people around. Yeah, I'm the cheering guy. I, <laughs> I, I, cheer, I cheer for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I do both sides at once, yeah. Classic. It's, um, it's just amazing how adaptable some things have been within this whole mm. new world. Mm. And... Bought, I remember well, what happened. We got we got locked down two weeks ago at 4 p.m. And all of the sport had moved from Victoria and New South Wales into Queensland because Victoria and New South Wales were locked down. So all the rugby teams and the AFL teams fly up into Brisbane or wherever they do in Queensland to start playing <laughs> sport over the weekend. Four o'clock, it all just went wallop. No, no sport today some of them flew back to melbourne because their lockdown lifted and they end up playing in melbourne with no with no crowd and then other stuff got like rejigged to two days later here with no crowd just the logistics involved in that amazing stuff yeah that's crazy We've got to be learning i mean what's what's going on with you at the moment over there i mean i know that it's all been managed 
fairly well from what I can see and the small amount of news that I pay attention to. Yeah, no, we've been very lucky. We went uh, hard and we went early. So that was, that worked out. And then we've, yeah, we've managed to keep it out thus far. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there's like, there's no active cases or anything like that in the community. It's all just as is at the moment and away we go. Yeah. Yeah. And we're actually in the middle of a boom. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a, um, economic boom right now. Everyone's really, they can't, yeah, they can't go anywhere. So they're spending their money on renovating, ah. getting new bathrooms, buying boats, um, going on holidays sure. around New Zealand. Um, tourism took a massive hit of course. And yes, so that will be, that's well down, but has been bolstered a little bit with, um, domestic tourism. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been quite interesting and we've, everyone's flat out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess it's another time where everyone, you've got this little island putting up its hand saying, why don't you just do it the way we do it? Yeah. I think we're just feeling very grateful, <laughs> keeping our heads down and try not to draw too much attention, I think. Yeah. Try to hide out down here. That's right. Just ducking down. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to see. Nothing Carry on. See. It's all right. We don't need you to come over here. See, yeah. I think the big mistake Australia made was they got really excited about how well they did. And they're just like, yeah, sure, come in. Man. And, and, and like Australia is so close to Asia. So, I mean, I had a story about one guy who managed to get some kind of permit and then was just flying in and out on a weekly or multiple times a weekly basis in and out of Malaysia. Just bang, 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 bang. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, did, did, did no one think that that might have been potential for some kind of exposure? I've got nothing against Malaysia. I'm just talking about where Malaysia is located, the number of people there are, their current status fighting viral outbreaks and things like that. Mm, mm. So there were some really like there were some really weird exceptions that were granted to people for business reasons, legitimate business reasons, which basically means you've already got a lot of money and you're going to make a lot more money. So we'll let you do whatever you want to do crazy yeah so i'm so happy that it's worked out really well over the pond and you're all kind of free from all of the drama yeah so far they are saying uh it might be impossible to keep it out but we're very hopeful i I mean you would have to think that if there's some kind of a process you know when people can come into the country that Surely it can be policed in some, you know, like filter out most problems. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently it's pretty hard to get up space in MIQ. Like, so there must be a lot of people coming and going, whatever's going on. So, yeah. Don't know. It's above my yeah. pay grade. Yeah, me too. I just keep my head down. <laughs> it's the way, isn't it? I mean, what are you going to do about it? You, you don't, you just got to, it's going to go a certain way and then you've got to pivot. However, you pivot. To a yeah, that's all work. you can do. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Um, supply might be an issue, as it's probably the same over there. I'm not sure, but um, oh, of course. Yeah. So while we're booming, yeah, goods in and out. I suppose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. One of the things that's interesting here is timber is hard to come by because people were doing the same kind of thing. Oh, I'm stuck at home. I've got a little bit of cash. The way we go. Um, so buildings booming, but but builders can't get timber. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to find that as well. Mm. 
Yeah, so well, what's the solution to that? Well, <laughs> that's a hard one. It really is. Does it, yeah, does timber grow on trees? Uh, yeah. yeah, it doesn't just grow on trees, you know. <laughs> yeah. Apparently not fast enough. Apparently not. Apparently not fast enough. Um, so how, when did you get involved in men's work and how did that come about? Uh, that's a good question. Thanks. Um, when my when I first got separated seven years ago, well, coming up eight years at Christmas, actually, mm-hmm. um, realized it was my second marriage going west. And I was like, shit, I think it might be me. <laughs> I'm a common denominator here. Yeah. I'm going to have to have a look. So ah. I thought I would. Um, so a good friend recommended a really good therapist. And I'd never done anything like that before. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay. So, um, yeah, went and saw him, spent a good eight months every week going to there and learned so much about myself, my past traumas, childhood wounds, mother wound, um, lack of boundaries. Mm. The list was like a bloody toilet paper roll, unfortunately. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that really set it all off. Um, then I did another year of um, EFT, which is a version of therapy with uh, freedom tapping, as you know, mm-hmm. emotional tapping. And yeah, just worked on my bits. And then um, my brother's a coach, so I got coached by him uh, to start sort of, I mean, I've always been into personal development, probably the last 20 years at least. And that's reading, but I think we now know um what's going on a lot more right we're at the modern edge of pretty much everything obviously in this moment in time so noticed where i wasn't connected with um probably myself actually there was not being connected to myself yeah that was probably the last realization i had actually holy shit yeah i have to make me shit oh that's where it's all at yeah, that's right. Did but, you have that big realization that it was a lot of it was stuff being reflected back at you and that you just hadn't picked up that oh that's uh, not that's not their stuff, that's my stuff. I mean I touched on it earlier when we were talking about kids. But but I started to know when, when I started doing the investigation of oh, you know, kind of like you, oh it might be me. <laughs> All of this shit that keeps going wrong does have me involved in it. <laughs> same kind of realization right what, i love that why is it the same stuff oh are they just oh shit maybe it's an echo maybe they're bouncing it back and then the yeah. question comes up what the fuck do i do with that information now yeah, yeah. fantastic yeah so, the mirror the mirror is great what was the coaching like uh it was really good yeah along with the therapy and what i was learning mm. they kind of both worked in together and it was just starting to understand who I was, what I, the patterns that I've been running, the repeating patterns from my childhood. Habit, yeah. We've we've all got those, yeah, habit. Um, I'd done quite well, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Um, A certain amount of success. I'd been working for myself for 20 years. Well, I have now. So, yeah, at that stage, it was 13 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, my ex-wife was 17 years younger than me. Um, We had these three amazing children together. So I'd managed to like keep all, you know, do all the plate spinning. Here's one of my sons. Good day. Hello. Hello, mate. I can't hear. I can't hear. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, can I please have a drink? Because he wants some money. Well, I mean, of course. You know, I'm going to give him some. 
it's, it's the it's the bank of dad. Love you. Oh, see that was see that's a cheat. That's that's you know like ten dollar kisses. Yeah, that's pretty cheap. Take them when you can get them. That's right. Um, I forgot where I was at. Um. Well, that's a good interruption. I, 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 yeah. love, I love that about what's happening for me on this podcast. Like it's it's often puppies, right, that are interrupting. But children's yeah. fine. My 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 boy did one of these the other day. I'll try and do it visually. He just went around the corner and stuck his head. I'm leaving that in. I said to him, mate, you're on the internet now. Yeah, that's no, right. We're not editing Forever. that. Out. You yeah. are. Oh, he's like, oh, oh, okay. So he came in and did some ridiculous dance, then walked off. Perfect. That's what we want. It's real world. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so you were you were talking about uh, partner, three great kids, been successful. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah things were going great. Yeah, it was you know blissfully great. Yeah, and then when it ended, I had this um, massive realization that I was like the saddest I'd been in decades. Terrible, um, you know distraught horrible but i was also relieved i had this mm. massive sense of relief mm-hmm. because actually the way i'd created it all was i was managing everything i was keeping all the plates spinning and you know managing everything holding everything up keeping it all going which is another just another version of my facade a way of being that wasn't actually just me being me mm. so yeah it was a it was a really weird realization yeah just wanted to, I just wanted to mirror you with the, the headset. Ah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I look like some kind of dude listening to I think no, or something. No, yours is good without the Guys, wires. Mine's old school. It's a, these are the best thing ever to yeah. keep you sane. Yeah. Noise cancelling. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, mate. Can't can't hear. Yeah. Can't hear. Listening it's to tool. Can't can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, it's just such an amazing thing where you go, oh, oh, okay. We're, we're turning in a direction that's different to where I expected I was going to be going at this point in my life. Yeah. Mm. And I wouldn't, yeah, and I wouldn't want to go back to that person, to be fair, because I was blissfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. And so the journey since then has really be, been to find out who I am, what my mission is, what my purpose is. Um, who I want to be in the world, yeah. And did you jump into that work straight away or did you sort of avoid it for a bit? Like, how did that come about? Oh, does he want more money? No, more money. I don't. Okay. Can he text me? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Oh, you got out of that conversation without having to give up any money. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. There's the a painter's win. here. He wanted to know if I had time for the painter. Yeah. I just had some painting done. Right. It's good not to be, you know, to be get in a nice train of thought and not be interrupted. It's quite good. But hey, I tell you what, I wouldn't be in the lounge room if anyone else was home. I can tell you that right now. My wife's down the back studying, so she's she's locked into a Zoom lecture up there. Good. Or else I'd be like, yes, dear, and I'd be wanting to have two conversations, which is really difficult when one's online and one's not. <laughs> yeah, can't really right. all, can't, we can't really work that out. Yeah, that's right. All right. Where were we? Until I don't know where we were. Let's let's just pick up the thread somewhere. I think we were talking about life sort of taking that hard left turn. 
oh yeah and being myself and not wanting to go back and being that person that was managing everything mm. because one thing i have learned over the last seven years is that when i'm just being myself like mm. authentic um no masks uh it's so easy it's, it's so easy anyone can ask story yeah they can ask me anything people can ask me anything and i just answer it how i feel or what's there for me as opposed to like, mm. what did I say last time? Or who do I need to be? What am I creating here? What's the appropriate answer in this particular environment and relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Japanese say we've got three three faces. One yes, we sir. show the world. One we show close friends and family. And mm. one we don't show anyone. Mm -hmm. And so my journey has been getting down to that one that I just show everyone. Yeah. Without yeah, vomiting a... on them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to know all that shit. Yeah, and it's look, that's a that's a really tough journey because you know as soon as you take that journey of authenticity that there are some people that are in your current circle that won't be able to handle that and that they're not going to be part of your circle anymore, which if you're taking that journey, it's probably a good thing. I didn't find that. You didn't have any of that happen. Well, look, I had stuff happen, don't get me wrong, but I I, I hear that a lot about that. And the, I've got a different view on it. One, okay. is, one is when I'm being authentic with people and being authentically true to myself, mm -hmm. I'm the one who's compromised. I'm vulnerable. Yes. I'm right. the one who's got to, you know, like when I hear people say that, um, you know, people just can't handle me, I ask, well, how vulnerable are you being? Well, because I don't if necessarily if mean that. I mean yeah, the display right. of vulnerability is hard for other people to jump into. Yeah, and I've seen that before. Like, and, and that's sort of coming up against the old school macho kind of masculinity. But, oh, men, you mean? Oh, other anyone men. sometimes. Well, I'm, I'm, well for, for most men, I would, I would suggest or I would assume maybe is the wrong word and maybe I'm incorrect that most men's friends are men. For, for the most part. And it's sort of a, I'm running percentages here, right? It's not going to yeah. be true all of the time. Yeah. And then, and then sometimes it's like, if you start to be vulnerable and you start to use different language, which involves vulnerability and love and kindness and compassion and all of these things that aren't normally, you know, 70 year old, 70, 70s born kids didn't get that kind of an upbringing no. you know, for the most part. So mm. it's a shift. And, you know, my, my personal experience is most of my friends, like I, I whittle out people before they come become friends anyway. I have a small, tight group of friends. It's always been that way, always will be. Yeah. And yet I do know of people within my men's circle here and, you know, like the people that I talk to online that when they started doing the work on themselves, it became challenging for other people around them. And some of those people filtered away you know like the old filtered drinking away. buddies the friday you know 4 p.m friday night drinking buddies well i don't want to go oh, out getting pissed on a friday night anymore and yeah definitely so that changes it's a shift that makes sense yeah yeah but i'm interested yeah. you were talking that you didn't see that and and you were asking about vulnerability of that person so where were you headed with that well when people when people the the definition of vulnerability is that you have your chest open and be willing to stab in the heart basically like you're willing to be hurt mm -hmm. so a lot of people think they're being vulnerable but it's not it doesn't you know yeah they don't have that feeling like if someone's yelling they're not being vulnerable 
I'm being vulnerable right now. You know, like that's not what vulnerability is, right? It's like, no. so I think there is a bit of confusion around that. And I I started using the word authenticity instead mm-hmm. of vulnerability because it, it's a little softer. A little it's more a big powerful. overlap, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. And so when I was being authentic, yeah, it was always me that felt the vulnerability of being authentic. And yeah, so... Yeah. No, no mask. You can really see who I am. I'm telling you how I feel at this moment. Yeah. And I do. And some people, it's with some people, you can just be, you know, you can get there pretty quickly. And with other people like my, my poker buddies, maybe I've just like eke it out a little, you know, but I, I find another bit of, I find another bit of irony here is that, um, you know, I probably think I'm still fairly macho or not that vulnerable or you know but they probably think i'm just who i am you know there's always that irony too right mm, layers we know who jason is he's this bloody guy that talks about anything and everything and you know yeah so it's probably it's probably all in my head yeah i don't know but i like to i like to do the practice yeah the practice well there's the word isn't it practice and I love I love that idea that it's an ongoing practice, which has these beautiful implications that it's okay to get it wrong. Mm, that's right. Yeah, it's nice. okay to attempt something new. It's okay to make a mistake and learn from it and move in a different direction. Oh, absolutely. And, and just keep it moving. Keep it moving. My mum wrote me a cease and desist letter. Right. Yeah. She was like, I'm upsetting her. I don't understand her life. Like it was a whole like three page letter. And uh, I was like, oh wow. shit, uh, this is not at all what I'm trying to do. Like, yeah. Um, because I've when been, you, when you were being open with her, you're trying to get more connected with her. Right. Yeah. Cause that, you know, there were so many people in my life. I realized I wasn't connected to including uh-huh. my children. Um, I, you know, we, when I talk about my children, like we were, we say, I love you. We're friends. We, we like each other. We do all of that good stuff. But I noticed with my 24 year old, when he was about 19, I was like, shit, there's still something. There's this, there's something. And I could never put my finger on it until I learned about human connection. I was like, bang, there it is. We're not connected. Mm-hmm. That was the difference. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Learning to get connected to my mum. that upset her. I started, um, getting connect, I started being more vulnerable with my clients and with um, candidates that were coming along for work. My four staff called me into a meeting one day and said, whatever the hell you're doing, you need to stop it. You're freaking people out. Right. You know, Cause I was just trying different things. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. As the practice, like you said, I, I couldn't just go like, Oh, now I I've learned about human connection. Well, this is great. Ta-da. I'm connected <laughs> to everybody. Fantastic. I didn't know it yesterday, but I know it now. Yeah. The perfect it, transformation. Yes, I just clicked my fingers. Yeah, and I was done. No, it looked more like red faces, embarrassment, like getting things wrong. It was actually a really tough time, and it was a couple of years of that because I was mm-hmm. so bloody committed. Mainly because I'd learned I wasn't connected to my children, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Shit, I cannot have this. I just cannot have this." Yeah, I'm glad so I pushed is, through. Yeah, yeah. So. How would you define, explain human connection to someone who's starting to work? 
Well, Brene Brown's definition, if you've have oh, you heard hers? Bang. Yeah, bang. well, that's she, she's where I got wholehearted from. Yeah, I, I yeah. kind of gathered that. Yeah, because yeah, she's yeah. all about wholehearted. Mm. Yeah, so the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, mm-hmm. um, they derive, um, they can give and receive judgment without. Jeez, I rattled the softies today. Um, You're on the spot now. There's yeah, I'm on the spot. Millions of people tuned in. A given. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just hang on. Uh, hang on just, just got a technical difficulty. Google. Um, they can give and receive judgment. I can remember what you're trying to say. Like I can remember reading exactly yeah. that passage, but I, yeah. I, I can't. I can't get to it in my head either. And the third one is they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. Mm. So that's there's no better way to say it than that. No, um, I mean, and, that's and, just been really well thought out and researched and studied and lived. Yeah. And how it occurred for me was being authentic. Um, I mean, like uh, case in point, my mum and I used to argue a lot. And at one point over the five years, over the early period there, we were sitting across from the table and I was like, I actually sat back and I was looking at my mum. She was still talking and going. And I was like, I'm arguing with myself. I'm actually sitting here arguing with myself. It was Mm -hmm. a very clear moment. Never forget it. Because the mirror, once again, is, as you said before, the reflection is what 90% of the time is what we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. So it's being, there's another saying, learn to love the triggers, learn to love our triggers, because that's where we, that's the work that we need to do within ourselves. That's, yeah, that's what I was saying before about the kids just learn to poke your buttons and then they show you what you need to work on. It's exactly right. When you were talking about arguing with yourself, you reminded me I, I was connected to a, uh, a Zen abbot in British Columbia, Canada. And I'm still connected to him, but I had a, uh, he used to put out these talks. So the Dharma talks that he would do with his group and they'd nice. be recorded and they came out as a podcast. Uh, might still be available. His name's Eshu. So that the series is called Eshu Talks which was nice because it had that dual meaning to it. But he said at one point that he would be having arguments with his wife and then just say to her, I don't want to argue anymore and stop. (laughs) And that would infuriate her because she wanted to argue and he didn't want to argue. And so that was like this interesting thing to unpick from like the Zen perspective that, he just decided not to participate, and then he, but then he had to allow her to work out her way around wanting to argue but not having anyone to argue with. Wow. Um, and I mean, I don't think he was putting it out there because Zen's very much the philosophy. If we're not telling you whether this is right or wrong, this just is, right? Yeah. So that's something that he'd done, and he was just talking about lived experience. And I was like, that's really profound. Like you can't have an argument with one person. You have no. to, you have to both. <laughs> so if you just check out, and I've, I've actually used that same process and I'm, I'm, my process has been very gentle to say, look, we are arguing. I do not want to argue with you. I appreciate maybe that you do want to argue. But I'm going to go for a walk now. 
And, you know, if you want to discuss this later, we can. And, you know, not taking the high road, like I know what the hell I'm on about and I've done all this personal development work and you haven't or anything like that. No, I don't actually want to do this. Wow. Yeah. I, I can choose not to do this. This is not about you. Our relationship can move on after this little pause and come back to it. Yeah. And fantastic. Mo- most of the time that works. Depends how hot the buttons are that have been pushed. But I think that comes back to that idea of connection and how once you're connected, you can find the appropriate way to communicate with each other. Like you find your own language to a certain extent. There would be a way that I could say that to any of the three people that live in the house with me that would make it worse. And then there would be a way that I could say it gently. Mm. Mm. that would not resolve it right then and there, but would allow every, the, te- the temperature to go down, the tension to go down, and then we could resolve it without wanting to throw sources yeah. at each other. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It's, a, and it, it's just like when I hear things like that from other people about what they've done in their relationships, uh, there are so many ways to come to this common ground. Mm. And it's, it's lovely. Like just listening to you talking about human connection, I've read those books that you're talking about, but I, until we had connected, I hadn't really thought about that with, with a definite term behind it or related to a definite term. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We've got to talk. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about stuff I've, I've, I've touched on before in my own studies and my own experience, but you know, what's all this about? You know, like what's, what's, what's he got to say? Yeah. Yeah, because another big part of it was through that therapy, through those early days, I discovered I couldn't feel love. Mm. I actually couldn't feel it. So the reason my wife was 17 years younger than me was I could feel lust really Mm. easily. And, you know, we were connected on some level, but definitely not, you know, in the way that I would uh, be with a partner now. Mm -hmm. So I learned that I couldn't feel love. So then I also had to go on that journey. Sure. And I, I remember my um, therapist, the first one I had at the time, he said, you know, do you hug your children? No, no, he didn't ask me. I said to him, look, I hug my children all the time. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, we've got all this stuff. And he was like, oh, he said, when you hug your, one of your children, who's the hug for? And I bloody, I cried straight away. I knew. I knew the hug was for me. I knew I'd been stealing hugs. Mm-hmm. It was really, really weird. Was a really really weird. That's I'm such a, a good question, isn't it? Yeah, I'm getting a little emotional just thinking about it. Because, I'm getting um, tingled down the back of my head right now just thinking about that. Yeah, because it was a really defining moment where I was like, "Oh man, yeah, wow. yeah." And that's. Yeah, I wonder I, how. I wonder how often the hugs are for me now. Because <laughs> I'm a hugger. I lo- like. I will meet people the first time I've met them, and I'm I'm in for a hug. And yeah. I've got to <laughs> I've got to like check check the body posture and the language that's coming back to me to see if that's actually appropriate. It's a bit difficult now because everyone's pretty hard to hug from <laughs> one and a half meters away. Virtual hug. Virtual. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. My, um, my daughter came up to me this morning and she's like, she's just following me around. I'm like, what's up? I want a hug. I just drop everything. I was like, hug time. Put the world on pause, baby. We're going in. Mm, yeah, it's great hug. And she's trying Absolutely. to get away. No, nah, it's not long enough. Stay, stick around. Yeah, twenty this, second this hug. 
this is my heart. This, this one. You ask for it. You're getting a lot. You're getting a lot. It's funny. I think there's a need. I mean, this has been documented, so I'm not saying anything that's revel, revelatory, revelatory right now. That for physical contact. Absolutely. Like, I mean, and and mm. I mean, I don't know if you've read any of the any of the studies about like there's some studies done with adopted kids that weren't touched like through the fifties oh, and sixties. Yes, yes. And how yes. they grew up with like just way out on the not so positive side of mental health. Yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. just not had that nurturing yeah. it's critical. It's animal nature, right? Like yeah. You, you see it in everything else. Dog gives birth to puppies. Puppies, puppies snuggle in. Snuggle in. Yeah. Yeah. Hen sits on chicks. It's yeah. just contact the whole time. Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm big on it with my family. It's like yeah, we're we're boom, hug. All my mates, we hug. Like I don't have any male friends that don't know they're they're getting hugged. Like to go, they put the hand out, get that shit out of here. We're not we're yeah. not shaking hands. I'm about 50-50 with my, you know, in my world, but yeah, yeah. You know, because right. I just I, dodge the hand, dodge the handshake and go in. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's vulnerable. Oh, it is, isn't it? You know, once again, if it's not documented and we're all know we're all on the same page, then uh, so yeah. There's no risk there though. You just go in for it. Bang. Yeah. Get hugging. <laughs> yeah. Hugging. Yeah. It's probably easier. Like I, I mean. I've I've uh, I've practiced Brazilian jiu-jitsu for almost 20 years. So like there's a whole lot of hugging going on there. Yeah, just, you're used to that. Just trying to pull each other's arms out of their sockets and choke them unconscious at the same time. <laughs> Tough love, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's classic. I, I remember like one day, like, why do you like why do you like jujitsu so much? Maybe because I like hugs a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I like hugs where people are trying to rip my head off. Yeah. I remember someone called it involuntary yoga once. And I was like, that's just such a perfect description of what we're doing. Mm, mm. Involuntary yoga. Folding your folding someone's clothes while they're still in them. Yeah. While they're still in them. That's funny. Yeah, that's cool. That's so good. But that's like that's my, you know, people say therapy is therapy, other stuff isn't therapy. And uh, yes, I do understand that therapy is therapy, but that's kind of like a mental health practice of mine is getting to jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't want to split hairs about language around it, but something, there's something about, because that's vulnerable, right? Like you go somewhere, you know, you can be hurt significantly. I'm, I'm 44 at the moment in a month and a bit, I'm 45. Oh, yeah. I, you know, both my shoulders are shot. My <laughs> shot, you know, like, I'm, yeah. 20 years, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a, a bit of an impact on the body. And there are kids that are 20 years younger than me who are just gangbusters. And I'm like, all right, the ego is just uh, leaving that in the car. And you go upstairs, and if some 21-year-old with a blue belt beats the shit out of me today, I'm okay. Wow. You must yeah. love it. I, yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. But I think, I think you jiu-jitsu gets to the point where I, – I, after a certain point of time, you either love it or you don't do it. Mm. You can't be oh, kind of, kind of like it. No, no, you know, I'd imagine you're pa- not. You're paying for it, but yeah. it doesn't have to be jujitsu, does it? No, I think you're right. Anything, if you're not loving it, you generally stop doing it, don't you? And mm. I, and 
I would think that most people who have some kind of a practice get that that same benefit out of it. I've got a mate who's his thing's mountain biking. Mm. So much so that the other day he came off, busted four ribs, and told me it was a religious experience. Jeepers. Oh, yeah, it's right. Like, and it's like I rode back and I'm like, you rode your bike back with four busted ribs. And you think I'm mad. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. We're definitely strong. <laughs> resilient, yeah. Resilient, probably, yeah. Properly resilient. Have you got any kind of a practice, like a physical something or other that you do or a way that you connect? Um, I did boxing for about six years just recently. I'm 54 uh, now. I'll be 55 mm. at Christmas. And um, But now, yeah, I train, uh, do a lot of spin. So gym two or three times a week. Use it or lose it is my motto. Yeah, yeah. Have you got we'll a bike time. at home? Uh, no. Like an inside bike? Okay. No. I was going to hook you. I was going to hook you up with something pretty, pretty special. If you oh, trained nice. at home, now, the, the gentleman who put me on to getting this kind of thing created, his name's Matty Clark. He was one of the first guys I talked to. He's just started up something called a State of Ride. Oh, nice! And it's it's uh, it came out of the first lockdown. He started doing Zoom. It wasn't Zoom, but you know, like virtual fitness. He's, he's doing it on Twitch. So nice. You might your kids might know Twitch. Yeah, I've heard of Twitch. Yeah, if they're gaming, I don't know, know Twitch. It's a kind of a gaming um, collaboration platform. So they do this thing Friday night, and it's free, like for an hour, where he just runs a spin class, and it looks like a nightclub has kicked off, and he's just on a spin bike. Wow, and leading, and I mean, he's he's a legend at it. He's he's one of the best at it. But he just started it up because he was bored during the lockdown and got a following. I don't know. Might end up in your gym, maybe. I don't know. His license. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Just took off. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that good things come out of something like that. Yeah. You've got to have some good stories. You got to. Got to have some good stories. You could, could you just imagine you're just like, oh, it can't all be bad. Can't all be bad. But as soon as you start seeing it that way, it starts to reinforce that belief, doesn't it? Oh, you touch on a good subject there. Another one of my oh. favorites, which is oh, manif- manifestation. I just had this discussion earlier. Keep, let's get, let's go. Oh, I love manifesting. Yeah, absolutely. So you know about the secret and the law of attraction. If most people do. Mm-hmm. But um, and do you follow Dr. Joe Dispenza? Loosely. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he's I, the, I, I he's don't the read man. everything he puts out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. me neither. I'm loosely then too. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, I know just know some people that are so they're so connected with his message that. Whatever comes out, whatever Joe says, and, and I'm, not, I'm not not judging that. Yeah, yeah. I, I no, just let, good. I let his stuff filter to me now through other people, and I hear their interpretation and how it helped them. Nice. And, then, and then I and then I go back to it. And then there's um, Wayne Dyer. Is it Wayne yeah. Dyer? Yeah, Wayne's. Yeah. You know, similar similar kind of stuff off to the side a little bit, and yeah. you know, they're, they're all in that same realm. Yeah, although um, Dr. Joe's got the science to back it up now, which of is course. fantastic. Yeah, isn't, it, isn't it nice that he's got, I had this idea. Yeah. And I thought it was a bit like this. And look, oh, it's like a lot of the stuff I've been looking at in mental health and uh, performance uh, for years. And then this term neuroplasticity comes out. Yeah, nice. And I was like, all right, what's, what's, what's all that about? Oh, it explains what's going on. Okay. Let's let's dig deeper. And I, I've um, 
because my latest round of studies been in hypnotherapy. The so looking in the work of Milton Erickson, who was a psychiatrist who worked in some like heavy mental hospitals in the states, and then sort of formulated this really kind of left of center idea of psychotherapy, which is now known as Ericksonian psychotherapy and his own kind of hypnotic work. Wow. His sort of key student's names are Ernst Rossi, Ernest Rossi. And I, I've been reading some of his work lately where he's looking at quantum theory and its relationship with psychology. Woo. Boom. Love it. Isn't it Boom, great? Like, right. Well, it starts to explain stuff that we, well, when I say <laughs> loosely, because how do you, does anyone understand quantum theory? But, you know, like, okay, we've got, we've got some kind of idea of how this actually works, how it hangs together. Hmm. It's lovely when that stuff falls into place. Like we've had this, like um, Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine for, for thousands of years, there's always been this connection and talk of how your stomach and your brain are connected. Mm, mm. and western medicine would say that's a conceptual thing rather than a real thing well we've just discovered that there's a nerve that runs from there to there and they're directly connected Amazing. and the information that comes from your stomach goes straight in so all that stuff that chinese medicine's been saying about if you think too much you get stomach upset and if you can calm your stomach you can calm your mind but there's actually yeah. a direct physical connection <laughs> that's right Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So what, what's what's hit you between the eyes from Joe uh, of late? Um, well, heart and brain coherence. You know, that's another revelation from him um, around. Um, so the brain in the magnetic field, the brain has the thought goes out and the heart is the mag magnetizes it back so that we've got this creation process. I love mm -hmm. that, that we are many creators or creators of our own world, of our own lives, which if we look around, I mean, it's pretty obvious that that's been happening every, anyway. Mm -hmm. I love the analogy around the garden. If you don't plant anything in the garden, it still grows stuff. It just doesn't grow what you want. So we're it's always, true. yeah, we're always creating. It's uh -huh. just whether we intentionally plant the seeds and get the things back that we want or whether we just take what we're given. And, yeah, and for me, that's yeah, powerful. Yeah. And for me, that's the difference between a created life or a reactor being reactionary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, often, or I, reacting. Often, yeah. I often say in clinic when people are, have this hypercognition and they're getting overwhelmed by their own thoughts, that that's what your, that's what your mind does. Like your lungs yeah, breathe, your heart beats, brain, yeah. your mind thinks. Yeah. But you don't think about your heart beating, you don't think about your lungs. Reading. you don't think about your eyes seeing but you're thinking about your you're mind thinking, thinking. <laughs> yeah and then that, that gets <laughs> the ruminating yeah yeah so Rumi, what is thinking Rumi says the heart uh, the, the mind makes an excellent servant but a terrible master that's so true and the heart is the master i mm. truly believe that i mean i love that's, that even yeah, even Rumi. just Rumi. even just yeah, even just discovering that, that yes, all these feelings I've had that my heart knows or my soul or what my body wants to do and the mind's always talking mm. me out of it or the mind's yes. always talking shit, to actually learn that after all this time, yes, the, the heart is right. 
mm-hmm. is what I should follow. And it is the way to, you know, all of my greatest things. Yeah. Amazing. Do you feel that some people just get stuck on the words that are used when we're talking about that? Like open your heart, be vulnerable. Yeah. Because old connotations. Correct. Yeah. And the whole idea of like the heart is the organ that pumps blood. So how can it do anything else? It, how can it be related to anything else? Yeah. And you know, yeah. like then you start, oh, heart chakras and people are, well, hang on a moment. It's probably something to that. If you actually dig in, you've got all this stuff going on just because you, you're not picking up that stuff right now. doesn't mean it's not there. I love not knowing what's going on with this stuff. Like just, okay. The mystery. Yeah. So, okay. So magnetic fields. Okay. Yep. Radio. Uh, so grounding is important. Don't know why. Maybe something to do with magnets, but I know I feel better if I put my feet in the dirt, uh, get out in the sun. Yeah. Okay. There's vitamin D, but it's not just vitamin D. There's something else going on there. Mm. Uh, all this water. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I mean, I, I, since we moved to Noosa, I've, I've said to the kids, there's been a couple of times where it's just been like the clouds descended into the house. You know, we're all, and I'm like, okay, off to, we're off to the beach. We're going now. The beach solves everything. And you sit or you stand and you just don't say anything. There's nothing to say here. Let's just watch what's going on. And the waves are coming in and it's going back out again. It's coming Beautiful. in. Mm-hmm. Wind's blowing. And on some level, all four of us get whatever that means. And everyone feels better, whatever that means. And we came Amazing. home and the cloud's not there anymore. Mm. Mm. And I don't know what that is. I know what it is for me. Like I, I've got my perception of what that is when I go to the beach. Cause that's my calm place too. That's why we moved here. I'm like beach. Good. Adam, not crazy. Beach. Good. Beach. Good. Love it. But, but when that works for other people, you're like, okay, something else is going on. I mm. don't know what it is. It's great. But yeah, this heart thing. So yeah. Language. So important. Yeah, I feel like that you try and talk to people about it, you get stuck in trying to describe it with words mm, mm. and their understanding of the words or their perception of the words or what they've been taught about those words makes it hard for them to accept what you're trying to say. Like when you say vulnerability. Boom. Well, you say vulnerability to someone and they take that as being a negative because I need to be able to protect myself all the time. I need to be strong. I need to have mm. my guard up. Hmm. so it's vulnerable to, uh, uh, it's the best word that we've got to explain something maybe at the moment but it's loaded yeah but yeah so it's got some weight on it so yeah, and it, and even when we like there was this shift to authenticity which and another great word yeah and yet now it's sort of been co-opted by people selling coaching packages and things like that and I've got nothing against it. I coach, right? I've been a coach. I still coach. I do therapy. But then the marketing language starts to devalue that word. Yeah, of course. Move mm. along to the next word. We're still trying to say the same stuff without using these words that have been trademarked, copywritten, and so forth. Yeah, how true. The hard ones, the hard ones are a tough one, I find. When you're trying to talk to people about... see, Because in Chinese medicine, back to that, they had this idea of heart-mind. Like the wow, it's almost you know, how do you explain that? Because the, the language, the Chinese language is very floral and arty, 
in and around how the um, the medical practice hangs together. They talk about five elements. So it's all, you know, like there's all this different stuff going on that to us, we're like, whoa, but it's explaining it. It just doesn't sound scientific. So they have this uh. idea of the heart mind. Oh, okay. What the hell is that? How, like, how do I conceive of that as a kid that's been brought up in a Western culture? What, what can I, what can I, where's, where's my reference point for that? But it's such a lovely idea that oh, there's a connection between the two. That we don't have to have, you know, and I started to think of it as it's allowing feeling and thinking to coexist. Yeah, yeah I've got, I've got, a, I've got a good one for that. Walking along, um, it's, it's acting before we think. <laughs> so that's, that's what, that's how I kind of use it because we've been taught to think before we act, but mm -hmm. actually there's a, there's a way of acting before we think. And the best example I've got of that is like walking along, seeing a homeless person, you're approaching them and you think, geez, I've got $15 in my pocket. And you think, Oh, I'll make that guy's day. You know, I'll help him out. You're getting closer and you're like, Oh, what if I need that $15? You know, like, Oh, what's he going to think? And Oh, what if someone sees me? giving him $15, you know, you're getting closer and you're like, Oh, what am I going to do? And you, you're reaching your pocket and there's some coins there right in the bottom. So you mm -hmm. grab the coins out as you go and pass, you flick the coins in. Two things happen in that moment. One, he doesn't get as much as joy or generosity that you could have given. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also I've experienced a very similar thing. And I noticed I got robbed of some joy as well at the same time. Mm. And so that I talked myself out of what I was going to do. And yeah. So sometimes acting before we think is a better thing, better way to do it. Because that's yeah. the heart that wanted to do oh. that. And I yeah. don't want to go into whether the guy deserved the money or, you know, that's like the, but that's all of that discussion. stuff. That's, it's not that's, that. that's right. Social construct bullshit. That's right. Yeah. I, I remember we, when I lived in Melbourne, we used to go to the Queen Vic market every whatever Sunday morning or Saturday morning. I can't remember. With the kids, it was always an event. And a couple of mornings, saw a guy sitting down, just wasn't, you know, homeless guy, wasn't causing anyone any trouble. So instead of giving him money one morning, I said, look, mate, do you want, you know, do you want something to eat? I'm going to go and get a coffee. Do you want something to eat? And he's like, no, nah, I'm fine. No, I don't, but I'd love a coffee. Oh, what do you want? I'll get you a coffee. It's no problem. Like, cost me $4. I probably yeah. would have given him $5, but, it cost, but he didn't want any money. And nice. I thought, I won't, I won't give you money. I'll ask you if I can get you something that may, you know, maybe your belly's empty, right? I bought him the coffee. I sat down and talked with him for, like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes for a little while. And he said to me, thank you for stopping and talking to me. It's more important than the coffee. Mm. He's mm. Like, he said, most people don't even see us. And I was like, that, I floated on clouds for like the rest of that day, the rest of that week. And I, I, I remember telling the story because I, I was high as a kite on kindness, right? And it was, I wasn't beating mm. up myself. T told mm. the story on Facebook and someone wrote back, just be careful. And I'm like, how's that helpful? Like you're perpetuating something. Like this is mm. Mm. 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning. What's going to happen? You know, yeah. I am careful. I know how to handle myself. I'm being kind. And that wasn't thought out. That was. Yeah. Well, that was your heart. It was your heart that did that. How good did I feel afterwards too? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
That's, I like how you put that acting before thinking. You see people do that all the time sometimes. That you're like, what the fuck's going on over there? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I don't think they thought that out. I think it's got a negative connotation as well sometimes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you, did don't jump. That th- don't do that. Did you, did you think that through? Yeah, yeah. But I like that. I, 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 yeah, I'm pretty sure I know what you're saying. It's like it's, it's almost stopping you getting in your own way. Yeah, Stop, getting in stopping your head you about from, it. Yeah, stopping you from doing what you would do if you weren't worried about other people judging you and you weren't judging yourself. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, you've given me something to think about on that one for sure. Nice. I love I love that about these conversations, connecting with people, and oh, okay, there's there's something more to dig into. Oh, I love it. Are you involved in a, a men's group? Like a like a is, is there anything sort of formal that you do with a men's group or? Uh, well, like I've been that? in the Mankind Project for about three years, mm-hmm. and um, haven't done anything since COVID though. Uh, but that's initiating, that's male's initiation. The new warrior training adventure is a, um, indigenous cultures, as you know, have um, male initiation from boyhood to manhood. Mm-hmm. And so that's the Western cultures version of it. The Mankind Project do an amazing job with that. Incredible yeah. work, incredible. Powerful, hey. I, I initiated it uh, 50. That's and my great. son, my, you know, my son initiated, I think at 22. 22 yeah something like that so like what a what a what an amazing thing yeah, yeah. i've not and done it i've heard i've heard some profound it is amazing take my word for it it's every man should do it it's just a no-brainer because it is an actual initiation and they do it in a way that you don't have to jump off a grapevine off a vine and almost kill yourself you know like yeah. but basically the the what has to die in initiation is the boy's ego and so, yeah, they just have a way of doing that. It's very, very powerful. Um, and then I ran my own men's group weekly uh, for two years uh, with about 12 of us. Started at five and then people just coming and going. Um, open? And that's been amazing, yeah. So open men's group, anyone can come in or how do you, yeah. how do you run it? Yeah, it was just an open one. It was structured um, just with check-ins and feeling in the body, mm-hmm. um, challenges and wins. And um, not going now. I wrapped it up to about two months ago because we were down to about six or seven guys, and I realised um, I I will do something online. I think that's okay. I can reach more men um, and just get to the men that want actual help or are dealing with something. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Now I noticed something online recently, and I missed the last one. Manhood, I think it's called, and they do a global. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I think, there, I think there's a Facebook group. Yeah, and because I'm because I'm hit and miss on Facebook, and I you know I've only really jumped back in now to connect with people, right? To use use this tool in a positive way rather than getting on and saying COVID's shit and blah 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 blah. You know? Very possible to use it in a positive way, so I admire <laughs> yeah. you for that. That's awesome. Doing my best. Doing my yes. best. But that was one of the things that came up: an invitation, and it's it's a Zoom call, and they've. That one of the one of the screenshots is just like thirty faces, wow, all yeah. across the world. Wow, like, I wonder how that's facilitated. Uh, and I'm interested, so I'm hoping I can make the next one. But it was one of those ones where I have to move a couple of things about. I'm sure I could do it. Yeah, I yeah. Just, I just have to go and hide myself in a corner when it's the witching hour at home. But it'll definitely work. 
Okay. That's that, 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 that exists is good. And maybe that will, you know, be something that you'll be able to bring. Are you going to, are you going to look to go global or are you going to keep it in NZ? What do you think you, you look at? Yeah. Doing? Just anybody. The, the, us men are the same everywhere, you know, and we and a lot of us, a lot of people are yeah. dealing with the same issues, right? We're pretty clear on that. Yeah. I'd love um, to hear about it when it goes. It goes yeah. Ahead. Thanks. Yeah. I've got a um, Facebook group at the moment called, um, Right. Let me write it down. Journeyman. Journeyman. And there's a couple of them out there. Actually, there's the journeyman and there's all that. It's about 300 members. Um, but it's Ooh. journeyman, polarity, purpose, and connection. And I just do videos in there and um, That's talk great. about, yeah, talk, talk about stuff. Talk to me about polarity. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, there's a, there's a controversial topic. I know. Let's, let's go. Why not? Yeah. I get purpose. I get connection. Yeah. Maybe I'm not picking up on polarity properly, or maybe there's something for me to learn here. Maybe. Who knows? Um, I, I don't. Polarity. I love not knowing. I love not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. I love your work, Adam. That's awesome. Um, well, I've just I've just recently learned about it, right. and I'm actually in a course at the moment a six month course and I'm three months in, but the basic premise is a healthy masculine and a healthy feminine are biological. We have biological roles, mm -hmm. right? So it's neither are better or worse, but we are different. I yes. think everyone can acknowledge that okay. we're different. And so when we start, when we first get into relationship, generally we have the man leading sort of taking the, the male gender role or the masculine lead mm -hmm. and organizing the date, you know, figuring out the details, yeah. making sure it all works. And the lady will come along with that and, you know, they'll either enjoy themselves or they won't, but they're probably not going to start taking the lead. Uh, in a relationship at that point. Now, of course, there's variance and all the exceptions to the rules yep. and all that sort of stuff, but generally. Sure. So that's that's what kind of the spark is, and that's what the energy that exists and what people call the honeymoon period <laughs> because, you know, biologically, we're kind of doing it the way we've always done it, maybe, that sort mm -hmm. of um, biological way. Yep. yep, yep. And, uh, yep, so... A lot of men, this actually harks back to a little bit of initiation as well, because a lot of men can be quite needy or are looking to replace their mother, mother. with a partner. Yeah. You know, the old mother. Big won't. one. I see that a lot. Big one. Yeah. So the other, one I see, I, yeah. the other one I see is men trying to rescue women. Yeah. So is it, would that feed into the same kind of principle? Must do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. Sorry to, sorry to butt in. No, you're doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great on my own podcast. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what invariably happens is when the man's not st stepping up and continuing in that role of clarity, uh, purpose, direction, leadership, like, you know, all those sort of great qualities that the masculine actually has. But if he's a wounded masculine or mm -hmm. uh, an unhealthy masculine, then the 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 lady or the feminine partner is going to start taking on some of those jobs mm -hmm. and it can be very subtle just choosing you know the partner says where do you want to go for dinner and the guy's like oh, i don't know you choose it's so subtle but now mm -hmm. he's 
he's not in that leading role. And so this is when the polarity gets re reversed. When a, when a, when the feminine starts taking the leading role, um, and this is obviously has nothing to do with um, sexism or, you know, feminist movement or anything like that. Once again, mm -hmm. it's just biology. Then they actually, they, because they can do it really well. They can lead really, really well. Like of course, incredibly smart, obviously. So, and more efficient half the time. So it just, it so just, much more efficient. so much more efficient. So it, just, so it just goes that way. I mean, it's, and I personally experienced this in my last marriage. I remember okay. when we got, when we got divorced, when we, when we were going through that final stage, I even said to her, and this is like coming up eight years ago. Um, I feel like I've got no balls. Mm. I was completely emasculated. Now I did that. The emasculated is the wrong word because she didn't do it to me. That's the big thing here is I did it. I let it happen to myself just mm -hmm. through naivety and not actually knowing to keep that. And then in the most powerful days of our relationship was when I were, I was in my power. I, I felt good about myself. I had the leading role, you know, and it all kind of works. So that's a basic understanding. Oh, and mm. the last bit to that is the feminine really does not want the weight of that leadership. Their, their, their gift is, feeling safe knowing that um the the man's got it that they he you know they can trust him they know that things are going to go well that's biology once again mm -hmm. yeah and then partnership uh, comes out of all of that because we're mm -hmm. not under not under underestimating partnership of course the first thing when you said polarity the thing that got in my head was the yin yang symbol yeah, just at the yeah. balance and the and the yeah. night and day, light and dark. Beautiful. Which is been around, that. For, it's been around for thousands of years, right? So yeah. And and but that each contains the other. So it's not exclusive. No, it's just the and, percentages. Yeah, not against each other, working no. with each other. Hmm. Yeah, and I can see why, in especially in this day and age, that that message could be misconstrued. It's the connotations to the words again, what we were talking about before. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. But here's the kicker: All right, a, kick a man, a man, a man will know how how the polarity is in his, in his relationship by how much amazing sex he's getting. Because that's the spark, that's the desire, that's when the polarity's right, mm -hmm. like a positive and negative, when they yep. they connect, right? If you got mm. two negatives, remember, it, it repels. Yeah, mm. and then the friend zone. Women don't want to have sex with someone that they see as a friend. Mm -hmm. They want the spark. They want the yeah. Yep. Interesting how all these words have are uh, energy words. It always fascinates me. Spark. Spark, positive, negative, uh -huh. energy, um, polarity. Action. Yep. Amazing, eh? Oh, wow. I'll be, uh, I might need to go and sit on the beach after this chat and just let that, some of that stuff sink in. I've been, I've been, I was talking, who was I talking to? I was talking to a really good mate. More than 10 years we've known each other about the language that's around at the moment. And again, this language could have been around for a long time, right? But you, you start to start, you just go like that and you start picking up stuff. So divine, feminine, masculine, all that kind of stuff. And I've said to him, there's something like 
I get where that's coming from, but there's something about that language that just doesn't sit with me at the moment. No judgment. I know what they're saying. There's power to it. I need to work my way through it to find out what it is. Your explanation right there has helped that quite a lot. So thank you very much for that. Because what, one of my struggles has always been when people start to use overtly flowery language, almost to make a marketing point. Mm-hmm. Mm. But when you can bring it back and it's like the way you explain it, it's authentic to me, right? You're not trying to sell me anything. There's no course. There's no course for you know, <laughs> 60, 50. No. Oh, well, yeah, then there should be. Because if there's something to sell and it's beneficial to people, then do it because it, it's worth it. But just, oh, I'm just saying, just talking about it and you using that language hasn't had the same effect that other men using that language and me going, well, mate, what are you on about? Like, I don't feel like this is coming from you. Like a lived experience from you. Mm, mm. Um, Embodied. Yeah. And again, that could be my perception, right? I'm not putting that on anyone else, but just, okay. You're right. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Cause I, I, it's kind of interesting because for the longest time I pushed back on trance work, hypnosis, any idea of any other state of thinking or being that wasn't logic. Hmm. But I don't want to hear about intuition. I don't want to hear about any of that kind of stuff until I was ready for it. Hmm. Only the and greatest we- gift that we've ever been given. But anyway, carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly. Right. So you tuned into something that mm. how many good decisions have you made just based on that? Bang. Oh. Mm. Well, that worked. Kismet, hang on. We're all, we're, we're flowing here. It's all going right. Yeah, exactly. But it, it took my own little struggle through all of that kind of, I have to, I have to think things through and analyze, and this is my process. Hmm. But what, That's but great. What you, but what if you don't? <laughs> what, if you let, what if you let all of that shit go and then just see what happens? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh. And then you're like, but I'll be out of control. Will you? Nope. Well, there's a perfect irony, right? Is the more we try to control things, the less control we have. Exactly right. Amazing. Yeah. And the interesting thing is I come to this stuff and I have people come into clinic and sit with me and they bring something in and I'm like, ah, okay. You might actually be helping me here. Wow. And that's the the beauty of a Mm. true, open, authentic therapeutic relationship that as the therapist, you do take something out of it. Mm. It's not about you. It's completely about them. Mm -hmm. You are there as some kind of conduit to a, maybe a deeper understanding or just give them a certain nudge and a little bit. So that's the subtle works, the best work. Mm. Mm. The most profound shifts I've ever seen in a therapeutic context have been from a, you just slip in, but what about this? they don't even hear necessarily. And then they come back next week and they're like, the world just changed. Mm. Oh, did, it? did it? What did you do? Yeah. I got up at five 30 instead of eight 30. How interesting. And what happened? Yeah. New story. Love and now that. I'm off on my own little tangent. Love it. It's just, it's, it's profound, endless work, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Okay. And a, and a privilege and a pleasure just to be in it. Um, where are you doing the work, learning about polarity? Like how, how, how has that come about? Oh, there's uh, two guys in Canada. It's called Relationship of Your Dreams, R-O-Y-D. 
Um, Zach Rody. I'm writing all, all this down. <laughs> Zach Rody and. Um, I'll find it. That's definitely sounds interesting. I'm sure. I'm sure some there'll be some yeah. people out there who connect with that. Oh, you should. 100%. They, these guys have nailed it. And what I love about them, two things I love about these guys, because they can be quite um, triggering for people. Oh, of course. Um, it's just course. the subject matter. Yeah. Why not? Say, say masculine sometimes at the moment and people are like, fucking what? Toxic, toxic. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, I want to tell you something about that. But anyway, um, well, you can. The, right. the two, can, the two things. It. Yeah, the two things that I love about these guys is they haven't just worked out um, masculine, feminine, you know, polarity. They've worked out human communication, as far as I'm concerned. They've actually right. really nailed how we communicate on a biological level. And I, I just think that that just fascinates me. Mm. Um, so I've taken, I've I've run a company, right, of five people. And I have a manager and I've like, it's a lady and I've actually, hope she never listens to this because actually I've shifted the polarity. I, I was sitting at work and I realized like, oh my God, I can't believe you're talking to me like that. She wasn't being derogatory. She wasn't being, you know, dismissive or anything like that. But I realized that I wasn't in my dominant power as a man. So that was fascinating. So I, there was a few wiggles and a little jiggle going on there and I got that and I've, you know, got back fascinating. This was just amazing to me that this is actually. And the relationship in... now? With her? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Huh. Yes, because I wasn't, yeah, I was being more submissive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, fear of loss can do that too. She's an amazing person and she brings a lot of um, great stuff mm. into the company. Yeah, so, I, I mean, that goes back into the vulnerability thing. A lot of us, we won't, all the authenticity, we won't do it because of a fear of loss. And so we, you know, we, we dance around things rather than being direct and straight. Um, and the second thing about these guys is that they, they're all about how it feels in the body. And to me, that's a win. Anyone who's talking about how it feels in the body yeah. I know they're onto something because you you don't no one needs any more tips and tricks. We don't need more shit to roam, ruminate on and oh, to pull out you. the right words it's, at the right time. And it, yep. So yeah, I just I can't I cannot agree with you more on that. <clears throat> I, I'd say more than ninety percent of the work that I do with people when they first come in is getting out of their head into the body. Yeah, beautiful and, work. Oh, it's just, and there's so many ways to do it, right? It doesn't have to yeah. be therapy. doesn't have to be hypnosis. doesn't have to be mindfulness. It could be anything. And so many people come in and I'm like, okay, what's going on for you? What can, you know, how can I help you today? What can I help you with? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. How do you feel? Mm, mm. I don't, I don't know. Almost always. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not asking you what you're thinking. How do you feel? Beautiful. I feel I feel cold. Yeah. Right. I, well, great. Okay. Where do you feel cold? Mm. How, how big is it? What color is it? And we start doing all this kind of stuff. And we, we start to tap into imagination and it gets a little bit hypnotic from there. Mm. But mm. it's beautiful to go, okay. I, I, had, I had a lovely young lady come in and she was like, I'm, I'm getting anxious uh, I'm, and I'm fearful of certain things. So I did an exercise with her. And I said, okay, we're going to visualize. I'm going to ask you to visualize. I'm going to ask you to feel 
So you're going to remember or imagine a specific sensation, a, a specific emotion. They're the same kind of thing. The way that the brain processes it, very similar. First, I want you to imagine something that you find scary. And we did that. Good. Well done. You know, like hold on to that as long as you can. Now I want you to imagine something that's exciting. Fun and you, you know, you really anticipate, you look forward to. Okay, done. Done. Boom, boom, boom. Now can you contrast the two feelings in your body for me? And then she thought about it for a while and I said, what did you notice? She's like, they're the same. <laughs> so I good. To her, I said to her, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, is it possible that when you're getting this message that you're perceiving as fear that you're actually excited? Mm -hmm. And she went, holy shit. <laughs> wow. Ah, so like what her issues were, which I won't talk about, all of a sudden became about her being excited about that thing being about to happen rather than being fearful of it. So she just started walking towards it. Wow. Instead of walking so away from good. it. And it was all about what she felt in her body. Yeah. Took it out of here. Yeah, that's the that's our work is to get as many people into their bodies and out of their heads as possible. Hundred yeah. percent. And pick it up what you're putting down. Yeah. And I, I created a word for this, what you just talked about with that lady. Okay. I created a new word. You may it may be already out there on the other side of the ditch, but um it's I call it nervous sided. Mm. That's what I tell my children. You're nervous sided. I get nervous sided as well. And it's because I care. You're only nervous when you care about something. If you didn't give a shit, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be nervous. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that when you get that feeling, something important's about to happen? That's right. But yeah. you do get the choice to step through or not. Yeah, you can go at it or not. Yeah. Or you can step back. Put it on pause. You can put it on fast. <laughs> yeah. Go at it. Well, nervous life sided. gets more and more incredible the more times you step through that nervous-sided moment. Like that's a, that's a, I don't know. There's not many facts, right? But I feel like that's a fact. I feel like uh, you know, that's worked for me. It's one of those things. It's, it's your truth, right? It's working for mm. you. Then you keep doing it until it doesn't work or it moves into something else. Yeah. Opens up so much possibility. Yeah. I often, I often, I often tell the story is I had a, you know, I would, I won't call it anxiety because it's not, but I used to always have this nervous moment about opening my email this is back when I was owned a different business and a few things were going wrong. And it was like, I got this thing that I opened my email inbox and I'd be waiting for something bad to happen. Like, uh, yeah, some financially detrimental thing. So I got this, I got this habit and this pattern of feeling sick in my guts before I was going to open up my email. Wow. And I kept putting it off. And then one day I stopped myself. What the fuck is all this about? This is ridiculous. I'm going to feel it and do it anyway. And I went, <laughs> And I had a few emails because I hadn't done it for a couple of days. Nothing wrong. Everything fine. It's like, well, that was just ridiculous, wasn't it? What, if, what can I learn from that silly behavior? Hmm. Where else do I do that? Mm. Because that's a little, that's just a little thing. I'm just opening up. <laughs> I'm opening up pixels on a screen here. Where else do I do that? That I feel a sensation that stops mm. me doing something that I can do. Great question. Yeah. It's the same as you're jumping out of a plane with a parachute on your back. You're not going to feel 
until you've done it a few times, it's not going to be an experience of that's bereft of fear. No, that's <laughs> right. I am jumping out of a perfectly good aeroplane right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't my done that yet. My daughter does jujitsu as well. She's been doing it for about a year and a half and we'll be often driving there. She's like, I've got, I've got butterflies in my stomach, dad. Good. Yeah. Yeah, you feel it. You're supposed to feel it. That's important. You're going to do something important right now. And you're going to go and do it, aren't you? Yes, Dad. I'm going to do it. I want to do it. I'm excited. Got- yeah. And and you become, you almost, you can become in love with that feeling mm-hmm. because like your body, like the ruminating brain, there's hardly anything to fall in love with. You know, it's all plastic. It feels like numbers and words, you know, like a jumble. But in the body, it's a sensation. It's, yeah. I actually feel, and that's part of that feeling love as well. You know, being able to feel love, I think it's really, really, yeah, really yeah, important. Yeah. yeah. And get, and improve your sensitivity to those sensations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love where this conversation went to. <laughs> Me too. Thank you. It's so good. We're, we're starting to push the boundaries of two hours here. Um, Let's wow. get out quick. Jump out of that plane. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's thank great, you. Man. Uh, we have to stay connected, and even if we're not being recorded, have some conversations because that was absolutely. great. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. Where can people find you? Uh, just on Facebook, I guess. Jason okay. Seward. Um, and then I don't know Facebook. if you can. I don't know if you can search a group. Can you? My I'm pretty sure you for can any, for any men, journey, journeyman, journeymen, 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 uh, polarity, purpose, connection, polarity, purpose, connection. All right. Yeah. I'll find it. And when I finally get this out there and have show notes, I'll put pop links and stuff like that in there. Awesome. Yeah. No, it's been great great talking to you, Adam. Honestly, it's been great. I'm so happy this thing kicked off. Like, And this was just a man who said, Adam, you like talking to people. (laughs) I'm keen. (laughs) That's literally what he said. You're good at at talking. I was like, oh, well, there's something in that. All right. So anyone want to have a chat? That was literally the next hour it wasn't even the next day i put out a couple of posts on facebook does anyone want to have a chat and i had a few people respond like uh, about what i'm like yeah you're not you're not the guy you're not the guy that's all right there are there are others yeah mate jason thank you so much for that you've um oh he's someone else is this going to cost you 20 bucks this time no he just got his first pay he's just showing me say hi oh, Ty. get 20 get hi. get some money back from him <laughs> Yeah, give dad 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, run off before he takes it. Love you. That's yeah. awesome. Just yeah. got paid. That's First pay. Cool. He's got a dog walking job. Oh, golden. What was your great first idea. Job? What was your first my, job? My first job was uh, bagging firewood. Really? Yeah, I was nine years old. Uh, you, you, you topped me. Mine was, this is my industrious entrepreneurial self mowing lawns at 11 i literally wow. walked around and knocked on every door in my neighborhood and said can i mow your lawn can i mow your lawn how ballsy was that that's fantastic i can see that in you i definitely see that in I, you I, you're I that better, person no no i was better at it then like i just like that was absolutely i had no idea of what fear was right just i said mum, dad can i go and knock on the doors yep you can go bang how much five bucks i'll mow your lawn for five bucks whatever so i it's just deal did, Dad, can I have the Victor? <laughs> just, so Dad's paying for the petrol. Yeah, that's right. Oh, um, he's proud of you. Just mowing lawns. And I did that for a little while. At 11. 
it's like, okay, it started early. Yeah. Uh, but nine years old is pretty heavy. Was that Splinter Central? <laughs> well, uh, no. No. no, no splinters. No, I think I had gloves. I think I, they gave oh, me yeah. gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was little, good. Just, just little hand gloves. Yeah, there wasn't much pay. Oh, no. Yeah, and I did. I went on to, um, then my neighbour was a market gardener, and then he also cleaned in, under the, in the sawmill. So they used to give me a broken broom, uh, a broom with a broken handle, and I had to go under the conveyor belts because I was little <laughs> and sweep the bloody sawdust out. It's starting to sound like coal mining industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No health and safety whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't need that. The 80s didn't have that. You didn't need it. That's why I do what I do now because I've had 27 jobs and 12 different careers, 12 different different industries. Well, you're you're well-placed. That's why I help people find work, you see. I mean, I used to think I was broken. Never been fired and only had two interviews. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, anyway. I remember walk, I remember what you I don't know if you'll appreciate this or not, but I remember walking into an interview when I was in IT and they're like they, they did the uh, you know uh, there were really good interview questions and they were just like we we, we got this off the, the cornflakes packet interview questions. And it's like, you know, what's what's your top quality? What's your best quality? And I'm like, I'm honest. What's your worst quality? I'm honest. And they, oh, just, no. looked at, they just looked at me like cross-eyed, what do you mean by that? I was like, do I really have to explain it? Yeah, I said, you no. know, yeah. I'm like, if I'm coming into work for your client, they're going to hear what's good and what's bad about this experience. So they need to decide right now whether they want someone who rocks the boat because I'm not a good fit for a, a corporation that wants a yes man. <laughs> they were just dumbfounded. They were dumbfounded that I'd said that in the first interview. I'm like, I'm not playing a game here. I'm not doing no. the three the three interview process where there's certain things I should and shouldn't say. This is me. Do you like me or not? Did you get like, a job? Uh, yeah, I think I did get that one actually. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think I did. It worked. Yeah, it, well, it, yeah. I think they probably just the, the ladies probably just gone. Yeah. Put just put give it, it in a the sh- pile and see. Yeah, give it a see shot. What happens, see what happens in phase two. Fantastic. But, you know, there's other ones that haven't worked. I've never been a big fan of that. The best jobs I reckon I've had is just where I've called some up and said, I heard something was going. Can we have a chat? Mm. Not an interview. Mm. Just let's have a conversation. Yeah. I, I, because we're, we're really interviewing each other, right? We need to see if we fit. We don't need this feeling of like, you are the master of my destiny. It's an interesting, um, maybe for another time, I'd be interested in your process talking about how you go through that because I've seen that work and not work. And that's mm. all about communication, right? Mm. Mm. And human connection and all that kind of stuff that we're talking about. Wouldn't it be great if corporations could dial into this stuff? Yeah, that's coming. Oh, I'd say be. that's coming. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast uh, uh, earlier today, actually, talking about the difference between, as a leader between empathy and compassion. And then mm. if you... Yeah, if you're empathetic, you can be really soft and actually, you know, flip flop, not actually get anything done. But if you're compassionate and you can get out there and have the hard conversations early, tell it like it is, and then help a person through the process after that. If it's like having to let someone go or cutting departments or whatever. I was like, well, that's a really interesting way of looking at it. You know, like yeah. empathy is important, but it can actually stop you from being an effective leader if you become soft on everything. 
but compa- with compassion, you can still make those decisions and do it with kindness. That's a really good distinction. I really like that. It's like, it's like oh, mm. okay. Why didn't they do that when I was in the corporate world? <laughs> That's a topic for another time. Anyway, I'm going to stick a fork. I'm going to stick a fork in this recording. Yeah.